Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Praise the Lord and good morning. Uh, welcome to a Power and Glory Morning in the Session. We are True Life Ministries under the leadership of our pastor, Elder Gregory Hughes. Uh, we are located in Canton, Georgia, as well as in East Point, Georgia. Um, should you be in the area, please most definitely drop by and visit. Uh, Easter is coming up. Definitely, if you don't have a place to worship, uh, to, to just give God glory for what he has done on that day with that uh, we as a nation have set aside to uh, honor God uh, for that sacrifice. Definitely come by True Life Ministries uh, and worship with us. Um, we also have a baptism that uh, is coming up in June of this year for more information on that uh, annual water baptism and it's um, a sacred uh, event amen it's a a massive event uh, that takes place on st simon's island georgia where uh the baptism actually takes place um that's the city but it's in the atlantic ocean uh so definitely to get more information uh, stop by our website at uh true life ministries inc dot org again that's true life ministries inc dot org amen um hallelujah um i don't want to believe the time amen uh but uh, we we really uh are on the move for god and and definitely want to keep everyone abreast of what it, what we are doing and invite you to participate uh, in, in what that is, amen, because we definitely want to stay on fire, stay on the move for God. And with all of that said, good morning, Dr. Carrington. Good morning, Elder Angelia. Amen. Good morning as we get ready to to celebrate in this whole week of holiness, this whole week of holiness, uh, to remind us of just who we serve. Wow, you know, it's really, really deep if you allow it to be. You've got um, Good Friday. I I was an older person when I realized what Good Friday was. I used to say, why is it good? Jesus died. Well, if he hadn't died, it wouldn't be good because he died for us. Let's remember that. And then we roll on into Resurrection Sunday, and he rose for us. I mean, that is just awesome. But I won't get off of the word, and I'll go forward. Welcome, everyone, to Naomi's Word. Thank you so much for allowing the Lord to place it on your heart, uh, for you to participate and be able to share with us and, and, and be with us during these few moments of exhortation. So good morning, and welcome to Naomi's Word. We are here to bring you, our listeners, words of inspiration, encouragement, to motivate and to help guide you in all wisdom and in all truth. As we know here at Naomi's Word, God will provide in word and in deed. The intent and mission of our sessions is to give further understanding about how God operates. We learn just how he speaks to his people as he relates to them his plans for their lives. Because he is the God of purpose, know that he As he reveals his plan to us, he is also revealing himself. He is God, and we are operating in the timing that he created for this earth, for us, his creation, and his inhabitants. God, however, is infinite. He doesn't need time to do his will. We do. We require the element of time in order for our lives and purposes to be processed. There is an old gospel song that reminds us that also, he was there all the time. Amen. It is in your now time that he reveals himself to you, the believer, and the plans that he has for you. He gives each of us challenges, opportunities, and situations to deal with so that we will learn to trust him in and through all things. What he has placed in our hearts and minds, we are to use as stepping stones toward the predestined and preordained path that he has chosen for us. He then tells and reminds us in his word that we are to apply our now faith and to believe what he has said to us concerning his plans for our lives. It is in this process that we must continue to walk as we faith our way to his purpose for our lives. 
Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process, and your participation is required in your own life. Just show up. After all, we know that Jesus came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He showed up for you, and he showed up for me. He says in his word in Hebrews three fourteen through 16, For we believers have become partakers of Christ, sharing in all that the Messiah has for us. If only we hold firm our newborn confidence, which originally led us to him until the end, while it is said today, while there is still opportunity, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as when they provoked me in the rebellion in the desert of Meribah. He is letting you know in advance to expect him to speak to you. In fact, God is speaking right now. Are you listening? As you prepare to hear today's message, as a reminder, never forget to put on the most offensive weapons of choice available to the believer, and that is the whole armor of God. It is found in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Do not take this invitation for granted. Do put on your whole armor. Also consider these scriptures. Create in me a clean heart of God. Renew a right spirit within me. That's found in Psalms 51, 10 through 13. And trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Proverbs 3, 5. As you study to show yourself approved, speak and meditate on these and any other scriptures that come to your heart and mind into your remembrance as often as you need to. Know and understand that we are not alone in our doings. As believers in the body of Christ, know that God is for us, with us, and that we must be about our Father's business. Amen. With that, let's begin. We're still in um, the mindset and heart set that God wants your focus back on him. With that, the title today is, I Have Come. Scripture for this is John 10 and 10. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy life and have in it have it in abundance to the full till it overflows or in some interpretations in a superior form. The life which he spoke is the life of God, the spirit of Christ, which is the light. Every man who comes into the world has a small measure of the light within him, chained down by darkness. Christ came to show man how to increase the life or light to abundance, so man would no longer walk in the blind darkness of his own will, but would walk in the light to become children of the light, performing God's directed works to the glory of God. From the word of the Lord within, obedience leads to restoration of life. I have come that you might have life, the superior life of God. Our focus today, in the topic, I have come, we will be discussing opportunities to listen and hear uh, when and how God speaks to us. We are being reminded of just why we all need Jesus. He wants to bring us, his people, his believers in the body of Christ back into order. We need his help, direction, guidance, and orchestration in order to get the courage to become. This being the season that we celebrate, Resurrection Sunday, in honor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I would like to share the following. The title is "We, Why We All Need Jesus. And that's a good question. Why we all need Jesus. So when someone comes up and asks you, you know for yourself, and you can share with them. It says, I need Jesus as my Savior from sin. I have done some things the Lord told me not to do, and I failed to do some things that the Lord told me to do. Uh, This is followed by 1 John 3 and 4. It says, everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness, ignoring God's law by action or neglect or by tolerating wrongdoing being unrestrained by his commands and his will. James 4.17 says, So any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him it is sin. That makes me a sinner. Sin is is very serious business because it separates me from God. Isaiah 59.1 and 2, 
which has to do with separation from God, says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor his ear so impaired that it cannot hear. But your wickedness has separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. The Bible also reveals the punishment for sinners, and it is not a pretty picture. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. As believers, we know in our heart of hearts that hell is a place reserved for sinners, a lake of fire and brimstone in which we, which all the wicked will be cast to burn forever and ever is stated in Revelations 21.8. That's what I knew were facing as a sinner. This is what we were facing as a sinner. I desperately needed someone to rescue me from all of this, to save me from sin and its horrible punishment. Of course, it was Jesus who did that for me. He came to this earth to seek, save, to seek and save that which was lost. That's found in Luke 19.10. I was among the lost, and he came to save. And he did just that when I turned from my sins, confessed and repented for my sins, and was baptized in his name. Acts 2.38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent, change your old ways of thinking, turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because of the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus washed my sins away with his blood. He redeemed me from sin and its consequences. So first and foremost, I need Jesus as my Savior from sin. Without him, I would be on my way to hell. I need Jesus as my intercessor. I wish I could tell you that after I say I was saved by the blood of Christ that I learned my lesson and never sinned again, but I would be lying if I said that. To my shame, even as a child of God, I still commit sins. When I do sin, I need the blood of Jesus. Thankfully, when Jesus died for me, he was not through with me. He ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he always lives to make intercession for me. With him as my advocate, I can confess my sins before God with a penitent heart and be assured that all is forgiven. I need Jesus as an example to follow. We all learn from our example, from the example of others. We may be following good examples or bad, but to a large extent, our lives are shaped by the lives of others. We've learned some wonderful lessons from the example of our parents, our godly authorities, and other dedicated Christians, not to mention the examples found in the, body, in the Bible. But if we're looking for the perfect example, the perfect role model, it would certainly be Jesus. He was at all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That's found in Hebrews 4.15. That being the case, I should be able to learn an awful lot from him. Some of the things that I've learned from Jesus, let me just mention a few. I can learn from his example how to resist temptation. I can learn from his willingness to suffer in order to do God's will. I can learn from him how to handle the mistreatment of others. Jesus has gone before us to show us the way. He has blazed a trail for us, you and I, to follow, a trail that will lead to eternal life. I also need Jesus to give meaning to my life. In case you haven't noticed, many people are dissatisfied with their lives, perhaps for different reasons. Some people are caught up in the routine of everyday living and really uh, see no purpose for, to their lives. They have no goals. Others are chasing rainbows, goals they will really have very little chance of reaching. Those who have caught their rainbows end up being disappointed because it really didn't bring the happiness they thought it would. But I can confidently say that Jesus has given real meaning to my life. I now understand that my time here on earth is very limited, and the time I do have is to be devoted to the God who created me and the Savior who died for me. Here is how it is expressed in Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. When all has been heard, the end of the matter is, fear God 
worship him with all field reference, knowing that he is almighty God, and keep his commandments, for this applies to every person. That's what my life is all about. The Apostle Paul summed up his life this way. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's found in Galatians 2.20. What is it that gives my life meaning? The fact that every day I'm living for someone who loved me enough to die for me. I also need Jesus for my daily strength. Some problems are too big for me. I humbly admit that. I need Jesus to help me. I believe I can face any problem with the strength I find in Christ because that's what the Bible teaches me. For example, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And these words, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. But the Lord stood up with me and strengthened me. As found in 2 Timothy uh, 4, 16 through 17. How conforming is it, how comforting is it to know that Jesus will stand with me and strengthen me? Jesus is my high priest, constantly interceding on my behalf before the Father. And as a result, I can go boldly to the throne of grace and obtain grace and mercy to help in a time of need. I need that, and so do you. I also need Jesus for my good mental health. Philippians 4, 6 through 9 offers a perfect, perfect prescription for good mental health. It, says, uh, it tells us four things to do. First, be anxious for nothing. Second, carry everything to the Lord in prayer. And third, think or meditate on the right things. And four, obey God's will. The result is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I need that, and you do too. I also need Jesus for contentment in all circumstances of life. The Apostle Paul did not have an easy life, but he learned contentment. Here are the words he wrote while imprisoned in Rome. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul could even be content with the thorn in the flesh because as a Christian, he realized it would keep him humble and make him more dependent on the grace of God that this weakness would actually make him stronger. This kind of perspective or outlook can only be found in Christ. I haven't learned this lesson as well as I should, but I'm getting better. At least I understand now that no matter what adversity, I face his grace is sufficient for me. Jesus also, another way to understand Jesus and and to know why I need Jesus is to win the victory over death. Unless the Lord comes in my lifetime, I am going to die someday. Some may call it passing away. Some may call it transitioning. But nevertheless, it will happen. I don't know when it will happen or how it will happen, but I do know this. Without Jesus, I have no hope beyond the grave. Jesus, who called himself the resurrection and the life, brought me the hope of eternal life. Because of Jesus, I can say, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? I can look forward to the place Jesus has prepared for me, a place that is incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away. Amen? And a reminder of what those points were, why why I need Jesus, and maybe you too, is that, one, he is my Lord and Savior. I need him as my Lord and Savior. I need him as my intercessor. I need him as my example. I need him in my day, as my, for my daily strength. I need him for my good mental health. I need him in order to be content. And I need him for my victory over death. Amen. It appears to me that God is consistently attempting to guide you to a place where he can direct and order your steps. You could say that it is important for you to know where you are and where you are going, whether you are able to get there or not. What is also important is that you understand how God moves in your life, 
when your heart is in position for him to move, it's all about location, location, location. Where are you right now in the plan of God? Are you anywhere to be found? Are you pressing forward anyhow, or are you still running from God, which ultimately in the end means that you are running from yourself? Or are you in the place where only God can find you? Only you can answer that question. Sometimes in our lives, this is what God has done and is doing or needs to do with and for his children. But understand, he knows how to locate us. The question is, are you ready to be found? What is in your hands, in your spirit that you can use or that you need to get rid of? With that in mind, many of us have a want and a need for a new vision, new mission, and even a new focus concerning our lives. We are now about to witness within our hearts, our own hearts and minds, and our eyes, days that we have never seen before, opportunities and challenges that we have never had or experienced. Know that only you must have the faith to unlock the door to the real you. Isn't it amazing how regardless of the events and experiences that have transpired during our seasons, during the seasons of our lives, that life continues to go on with or without your permission or participation. You must be willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to get lined up to the word of God for your life. You must choose to be a willing participant in the processing of your life and in your time. Each day that we are here brings about new opportunities for the believer to understand who he or she is in him. What you possess in him and because of your relationship with him, he desires that you allow him to manifest himself into and through you. Only you can do and be you. As a chosen vessel, you are unique, whole, and complete, but only in him. Let's face it. You are the man or woman in your own mirror. Remember the scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 through 20. Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness and and rivers in the desert. You must know for yourself as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, about to give you, about to manifest a new thing into your life. It's not new to the Holy Spirit. It is only new to your revealed memory. Remember, the need and desire to change begins with the need to change. The Holy Spirit is the change agent of your reality. He is waiting on you. Remember that God has set eternity in the heart of man. Remember his words in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 11. There is a season, an appointed time for everything, and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven, that there is a season and time for everything. Verse 11 says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose, in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp what God has done, his overall plan, from the beginning to the end. God wants us to use the time that he has given to us individually as well as collectively to do his will, not our own. In the word of God, it is referred to as the process of time. God is saying that we are to trust him every step of the way, knowing that he is and that he has walked this path before us. He knows the way. It is God that has given us a season to be processed, and it is only through his power and might that you shall become. As you study to show yourself approved, God is bringing you bringing to your awareness the fact that there is more to the life that you are living than that which you have seen or experienced. You must choose to pursue his faith for the plans that he already has established for you. Now is the time to to pursue the faith of God concerning your life. It may require that you make a change. Are you willing to be obedient? He will give you his plan, but you must first choose him. You must choose to pursue his faith and his will, and he will show you you. After all, once again, he came for you and for me. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now you show up and be counted. You show up and be his example. You show up and serve. 
Please note that after someone is, is physically born, it takes a process of time to grow. You, too, would be concerned for an infant who remained in infant size with infant abilities for years on end. In the same way, a person who has been regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit should grow spiritually. Growth naturally follows birth. Like newborn infant, infants long for the, per, for the pure spiritual milk, by that, it, <clears throat> like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, it's by it also that they grow up into the salvation, just as you should. Also important to note is that spiritual rebirth is a one-time event. There is no biblical support for a person to be born again multiple times. Once a person truly comes to faith in Christ, a new life begins, continuing from that point through eternity, future with the Lord. Understand that it takes courage to be who God called you to be. He called you to be different, to act different, and to make the difference. By choosing Christ and committing to walk, talk, and to live your life as a Christian, it requires special courage. As Christians who desire to make a difference in the world, we are going to face unique challenges that are going to require a great deal of courage and of confidence. Jesus said in John 16:33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident and undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My, con- my, conquest, my conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. There is a need for us to get our lives back to the order where God can cause us to move forward again. Change is not 360 degrees. That's a circle. Changes from 90 degrees to 180 degrees. It allows your back to see the past and your face to see the future and its possibilities. Godly and positive pursuit for change is imperative as a believer. It is essential in the process of allowing true change to take place within us. If it doesn't happen in us, we won't see it outside of us. We spoke about something new, of asking God to reveal to us the dreams and visions and his plans for our lives. Do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference? You must reimagine your possibilities. By choosing Christ and committing to walk, talk, and live and live your life as a Christian, it requires special courage. As it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues in life, after we have confessed our sins, is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ask to be filled full of the Holy Spirit and then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as one with a heart of thanksgiving and with an an attitude of gratitude. Now today it is time for you to decide who you will serve, whether it be God, man, or yourself. It's up to you to choose to decide what to do with the challenges and opportunities of God. When you willfully choose to accept change and correction in your life, you are also choosing to go, to grow, and to flow. In other words, to keep it moving. Understand that making no decision is still making a decision. You are accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. I personally have chosen to change. Therefore, I have chosen to grow while yet becoming. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your day, remember that this is your time. Be grateful to God for the generous deposit that he has made in your life. Pray often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. When you show up on his behalf, he will show up and show out for and through you. Trust in him and watch him do you good. Pursue opportunities to be an encouragement, and an inspiration to others that are around you and in your presence. Also, don't forget to encourage yourself. Be authentic. Give great value to the people that God has placed in your life. He put them there to help you to become. As a believer in the body of Christ, you must know for yourself that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Thank you for joining us today. Have a happy, happy, thankful Thursday, everyone. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today.
do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus loves and cares for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and replaced it with his gift of love, joy, and peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it. Because of the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, God, he is the greatest gift giver of all. You must know that for yourself. In Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same, yesterday, today, and forevermore. You have to know for yourself that Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You must know for yourself that Jesus is enough. I know that he is enough for me. How about you? He did it. Yes, he did. Know that you are awesome. Jesus loves you, and so do I. You have an awesome day and an awesome week in him. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you would pray, Dr. Arrington. Lord, as we come before you, Father God, a day before Good Friday, Good Friday, Father God. As I had mentioned earlier, I used to cry, what was good about Jesus dying? I never understood. But when understood, understanding came. I can be like the people who were around him, who loved him and were crying and trusting him in the promises that he made to them. And I thank Jesus for, in spite of me and in spite of my imperfectness, that he still loves me, that he was still willing to die for me, that he loved me enough to die for me, that I might have life and have it more abundantly. As we roll from Good Friday, we roll through onto Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. But Friday wasn't the last thing he did because he rose on Easter Sunday. He rose for me. He rose for you. He rose for everyone. Whosoever is willing is for says. So I, in praying with and for you, I just ask that each and every one of us search our own hearts and, and imagine what who and what kind of God finds us valuable enough to go through what Christ went through just so that the joy that was set before him, as I said, he endured the cross. We bear our cross every day, and it will never, ever be like the one that he bore for us. But we have to understand that as Christ made it through, so will we. We are here for a purpose. We are here to make a difference. We are here to be Christ-like on this earth as his representatives. We are not alone. We have the Holy Spirit. We have everything that we need to carry us through each day. We've got all the fruits of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, and all the other attributes to make it each and every day. We are not alone. We were bought with a price. So as I pray, I ask each and every one, once again, you search your heart for why you need Jesus. You search your heart for what he has done for you. You search your heart why you should let everyone else know what an awesome God we serve. You have to do that. I have to do it for me, and you have to do it for yourself. You must make the testimonies of your life to help people understand how he brought you through, how he brought you over. That's up to you to do. But understand more than anything else that Jesus loves you that God loves you, and the Holy Spirit is here to help carry you through along your journey. So I pray divine strength, divine guidance. I pray divine understanding to each and every one that is on this line, Father God. May they be wanting to and willing to share, especially through these next couple of days of this holy season, just who Jesus is and what he did for you. You know, you think about sports and people will tell you that athlete that did so much and did so much for that team. He needs Jesus too. And just as he needs Jesus, so do we. We have got to make him the pillar of our lives, understanding that it's never been about you but always about him. So I ask that you strengthen your people, Father God. Encourage them in your word. Give them the, the, the understanding and awareness that they need, Father God. So as they walk, talk, live, move, and have their being in him, Father God, 
people can see who Christ is on this earth. Lord, I thank you for loving me, for making a difference in my life, for changing me. I'm not yet perfect because your word says, when I see you, I shall be like you. So continue to work on me. Continue to keep me on the potter's wheel. Continue to direct me and guide me. And I pray the same for, the, for my sisters and brothers in Christ. Continue, Father God, to show us your way, to show us you. Continue to strengthen and encourage us. As it was said in the word, we need him. He doesn't need us. We need him. But because we need him, he will use us to further the work in the kingdom. So, Father God, strengthen them, love on them, love in them, love through them, Father God. Not just today, but every day. Lord, let us not let the enemy cause our days and our nights to lack your love. Let us be a show of who you are in and through all things. We need you like we've never needed you before. The world needs you like it's never needed before. I even lift up our leaders, Father God. I pray godly wisdom in them, Father God. I don't know who's truly saved and who isn't. It's not my job to know. But I do know that you are Lord, Lord Jesus, and Father God, you are God. And Holy Spirit, you can use anybody you want to use to be able to further the work of the kingdom as also to bring peace to your people. So I lift my brothers and sisters up to you. I lift up the leadership in our in our homes, in our cities, our county, states, and in our government and of the world, Father God, and pray that you are able to purge, perk their heart and enter in. We trust you in and through all things. We just give everything to you because we need you, and we'll give you the praise and glory always. In your son Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, we always give glory to God for being God and we thank him for uh, all those that he uses uh, in places to do great things. Amen. To do great things for him. Um, those who sacrifice, you know, they sacrifice their time and to sleep, uh, sometimes they even so financially uh, to be a blessing uh, to the kingdom. And then we just want to, to, to stay focused on the fact that um, it is God who, who gave his life for us to have this thing called salvation because the inevitable goal is to actually make it to the kingdom, the real kingdom of God in himself and and so um, we do have that blueprint, but um, I guess I'm saying all that to say I give glory to God and I thank Dr. Arrington for her diligence and her sacrifice, her dedication, and then to um, what we press forward with for ministry's sake um, to be a blessing to somebody. And then um, I want to read this this morning. May God, I'm sorry, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 15 and uh, 13. And then it goes on to say, um, and this say amen is a devotional. Um, I've kind of been led to just give you the, that, that particular devotion uh, last weekend on this week. And this reads, I do, I do lose hope sometimes, Lord, but thank you that you never give up on me. Your love, faithfulness, and goodness are sufficient. I can have hope. I don't have to quit in despair. <laughs> you are able to uphold me with your strong hand. And breathe into me all the hope I need for every load I bear. And that is written by Mr. Minister Charles Stanley. Amen. I'm going to share this part as well. This is a constant process in my life. God exchanging his presence for my loneliness 
It's power for my weakness. It's healing for my illness. It's hope for my despair. It's peace for my anxiety. It's love for my resentment. It's grace for my suffering. It's comfort for my sorrow. And that's by Sister Evelyn Christensen. Amen. More of God's servants who have left behind pieces of legacy. Uh, if you look at their natural life, but what they have done is sown into the lives of others something that they can forever hold to to give them hope when they need it. Amen. And so, we again, we do thank God for all of those that he has put in the earth to be an encouragement, to be a little bit of guidance sometimes, to remind you that there is hope in God and that you can do this in spite of it all. So that was for you this morning. It was for me, and I hope it too was a blessing for Dr. Arrington, who is here, um, to just just keep pressing. You have nothing to, to lose in God, but everything to gain. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I bless your holy name. You're such a divine Lord. You're such a wonderful God. We love you, O oh Lord. We thank you for the sacrifice that you have made, God, beginning, hallelujah, with the creation of man. But then you sacrifice, hallelujah, your son, who came down and sacrificed what was a painful, painful sacrifice of life, hallelujah, in this human body so that we may be able to see as he walked how it is that we're supposed to walk, that a blueprint would be made so that we would know how to live, and then to sacrifice as such it was the last sacrifice. Hallelujah, blood and water poured out, the last sacrifice for sin, oh God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We sin consistently, whether knowingly or unknowingly, God. And we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that because of what Christ has done, we are able to repent and we are able to take, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that advantage that he has given us, oh God, and apply it. But we thank you, oh God, that we not take the advantage of the grace that we've been given. But we, oh Lord Jesus, we appreciate your sacrifice. We appreciate that we don't have to go through the rituals that those before us had to go through, oh God, whether they were Jew or Gentile, oh God. Hallelujah. This is what we would have had to do, oh God, if you had not sent your son. So we thank you that you sinned for us, oh God, that we might have salvation, oh God, because we are imperfect vessels. We don't do everything the way that we ought to do it. We don't say everything the way that we ought to say it, oh God. Oh, God, but we are yours. And we thank you that despite it all, oh, God, you never give up on us. You never hallelujah give up on us, oh, God, because you created us. You never give up on us, oh, God. Even to the last, you never give up on us. We have down until the last day. Dr. Arrington talked about there being a day when we will leave. And yes, there is a day when we all will depart. But we thank you, God, down to the last breath. We have that opportunity to take advantage of what you've given, oh God. Hallelujah. To take advantage of, of, of the salvation that is before us, oh God. But we thank you, God, even more that those, oh Lord Jesus, who have, oh God, hallelujah, grasped hold, hallelujah, of the handle of faith, that have grasped hold of that belief. Hallelujah, and accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. While it is yet day and they have time to run, they have time to work and have time to do and have time to draw others to the kingdom, O oh God. Have time to work, O oh God. Let us be about your business, that which is good work, O oh God. Hallelujah, good work, hallelujah. That is God work, that is ministry work, O oh God. Each and every one of us, O oh God, has a task. Hallelujah, we thank you for pastors who have been given a task, oh God. We thank you for leaders who have been given a task, oh God. Hallelujah, that charge that you gave them. Oh God, you've given us some type of charge, one and all. You've assigned us all something to do. And God, we thank you that you enable us to be able to fulfill that which you're expecting us to fulfill, oh God. 
that you don't let us give up, oh, God, that you don't let us quit. God, it's like being, hallelujah, Jesus, in that field sometimes. Like the slaves were in the field, oh, God, working hard. Sometimes it feels like we're plowing in a field, oh, God, and we're working hard. And it is in comparison to that, oh, God, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few, oh, God. But you first got to get out there and till, oh, God. That can be a hard work, oh, God. Strengthen your people to be able to get out and till, oh God, hallelujah, to be able to survive it, oh God. There is a reason why back in the time, oh God, that they looked for strong slaves because not everybody can endure what it takes to get it done, hallelujah. But we thank you, God, that you have people out in the field, oh God, who are able to get it done because they're strong enough, oh God. They can withstand the attacks and they can withstand the dark, oh God. They can withstand the arrow. They can withstand, oh God, hallelujah, every scratch, hallelujah, everything that the enemy throws. They can withstand, oh God, the heat. They can withstand, oh God, hallelujah, Jesus, the wound. They can withstand, oh God. They can withstand it and keep on plowing, not only plowing but planting, oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Not only planting but water, planting, oh, God, but watering. Oh, Lord Jesus, that something may grow somehow, some way, somewhere, oh, God. We trust that you're going to give the increase in all the labor that we do, oh, God. When we look at a field, and it looks like nothing is happening, God, underneath it all. We know that something's going on somewhere within us, oh, God. Despite what it looks like when we look into a field of dirt, oh, God, something's going on beneath it all. Let that be the encouraging word of your people as they labor in the field, oh, God. As they labor in the field, oh, God. Hallelujah. Let us never turn back. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's nothing worse than turning away. Turning away from the work, turning away from the call, turning away, oh God, from the assignment, turning away, oh God. But we can't keep going if you don't give us the strength, oh God. If you don't strengthen our mind and our heart and our body, oh God. Hallelujah. And with that, the spiritual God, for those who have infirmity now, in the name of Jesus, that they too be able to continue, oh God, that you strengthen their body in the name of Jesus. Even if that thing which is said to be a thorn in their flesh never goes away, God, I thank you that you're able to sustain. Give them that sustaining power in the name of Jesus that they continue, hallelujah, in you, oh, Lord Jesus, that they, hallelujah, continue to live this life, oh, God. God, I pray for all of those who have even lost loved ones, oh, God. Why? Because you looked and said enough. Come go with me. Enough. It's time to leave. Enough is enough. Oh, God, I pray right now for their loved ones who are left behind. That's friends included because friends become family. Hallelujah in some cases, oh, God. And they hurt just as much as blood. Hallelujah when they lose that one that they love. So I pray for them right now, God, even as they have heavy hearts, oh, Lord, because they feel they'll never see them again. But we know, God, that when we, hallelujah, your people die in you, hallelujah, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we thank you for that salvation that you give, that we may be absent in this body, but present in you. Oh, God, hallelujah, our strength and our redeemer. Yes, oh, God, we thank you now. Bring peace to them all, oh God. If they need you to hold them, hold them, God. If they need you to rock them, rock them, God. If they need to be encouraged, encourage them and send somebody, oh God, to love them, to hug them, to hold them, to speak a word that is life into their life. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, this is a hard time we're living in, in the spirit realm. Why? Because the enemy is no holds barred. And so, God, I pray right now for every leader. Well, I thank you right now, God. Hallelujah. For every leader that is in place. Hallelujah. I thank you for wisdom, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wisdom to know what to do. Wisdom to know what to say. Hallelujah. Wisdom to say how to say. God, I thank you right now, oh God, that you would strengthen their natural bodies. Hallelujah. And strengthen them in the spirit, oh God, that they be able to press forward. Hallelujah. We hear that song, but we want to really be able to press forward. So I thank you that they be able, oh God, to press forward, that they be able, oh God, to press through. Why? Because it's not about there being a blessing on the other side of through. Hallelujah. But it's about getting to the kingdom. They themselves must get to the kingdom. But, oh God, you've placed that charge on their life that they are accountable. Hallelujah, Jesus, to get others to you, oh God, and they're accountable, oh God, hallelujah, Jesus, to lead and lead well, and they're accountable, oh God, hallelujah, Jesus, to every soul, hallelujah, they are accountable for every soul, and that is why, oh God, it is so important, hallelujah, hallelujah. That we all lead and lead right, that we all lead and lead well because we are accountable. And for those, oh God, that you've given that particular charge, oh God, to be a watchman over the soul of man, they're accountable for every single soul, not only their own, but every single soul, oh God. And I thank you that they lead and lead well so that the blood, oh God, is not on their hand, oh God. Hallelujah, that they're able to show up before you and you look upon them, oh God, and one and all, and be able to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't let the enemy, oh God, trick any one of them, oh God, that they forget, hallelujah, why they are what they are, that they forget that every soul rests on them and they are accountable to you, oh God. Don't let us, anyone, forget while we're down here in this world, this place, this life. Oh, God, don't let us forget that when we work in the kingdom for you, oh, God, we're accountable for every soul that we come in contact with, for hallelujah, the tilling, the planting, the watering. We're accountable for what is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let us remember one and all. God, protect your pastors and your leaders. Hallelujah, Jesus. Protect their mind. Protect their hearts, oh God. That they keep walking right. That they keep doing what's right. And they never forget what their charge really is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I pray. Pray for our nation, oh, God. Even pray for the world because of one mistake. It calls calamity for millions. God, keep your hand on this thing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Protect us, oh, God, in your holy name. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know those who, de- who desire prayer, oh, God, those who have made prayer requests that even our eyes have fell upon, those who have made prayer requests, oh, God, and spoken into our hearing, oh, God, hallelujah, even for those who may have texted, hallelujah, prayer requests, God, I thank you now that you would look upon them, oh, God, see them, hear them right where they are, and meet their need. You're such an awesome God. And we thank you so very much for not leaving us to a grave demise for the sin that we live in in this life. Hallelujah. Willful and unknowing. We could be easily lost if it weren't for your if it weren't for your sacrifice, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So with joy, 
We say thank you. Hallelujah. We give you glory. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. This day, no matter what goes on in it, this day is dominated. All you have to do is speak to it. This day is dominated. You call it. You believe. But don't forget to encourage someone else to do the same. Build them up. Don't forget to encourage someone else to do the same. In Jesus' name.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.